Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So the Knicks, they won their second game in a row. They defeated the Atlanta Hawks 113-89. Julius Randle, got to say, had one of his best games. I would say maybe his best game of the season uh, last night, scoring 34 points. He grabbed 17 rebounds. Quinn Grimes, major breakout performance for the second year. Uh, uh, shooting guard, 23 points. Stellar defense on Trey Young. Really an overall phenomenal defensive performance by the Knicks. And that's the second one they've had in a row after that dismal a mass performance where they got blown out by almost 40 points in the second half. Uh, the Knicks have held their last two opponents under 90 points last night, holding the Hawks 89. They also held the Cavs to under 90 points in their win on Sunday. So let's start with that, Tommy. The Knicks have been running this new nine-man rotation, and the, the clear difference we've seen so far is an improved defense. Do you believe that they have returned a corner on that end with this group of guys they're playing right now? Let's wait a minute, you know, before we crown them, uh, you know, the 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 uh, 2003 Pistons, you know. Yeah. <laughs> let's, put, let's put a couple games together. Um, as yeah. you noted, um, this is something relatively new. Um, the not only the nine man rotation, but, you know, just I think there's a little bit more of a focus, a, a little more locked in defensive intensity. I think a lot of that has to do with Quentin Grimes getting a lot more run and, and obviously Miles McBride being part um, of the rotation as well. Um, but, yeah, just just to speak to your point. Um, the, over the first 23 games of the season, the Knicks failed to keep an opponent under 101 points in any contest. That is the first and only time in Knicks franchise history um, which that has been the case. 23 games to start the season, every single opponent scored more than 100 points. First and only time that's happened. Last two games, they've held two straight opponents under uh, uh, under 90 points, uh, 82 point victory over the, the over the Mavericks, 89 points against the Hawks Wednesday night. Um, so you know that's also the first two games that they've beaten back to back teams um, yeah. with above 500 records. Um, first first time they've won consecutive games at home uh, since the first week in October, uh, first week of the season back in October. Uh, so clearly things are trending in the right direction. We should also note. 
Hawks playing without their starting front court, John Collins, uh, yep. DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Jajante Murray, who exploded for like 35, six and some crazy against the Knicks yeah. in, the, in Atlanta's early uh, first victory over the Knicks back in the season, sprains his ankle three and a half minutes into the game. So they're down three fifths of their starting lineup. That being said, Knicks aren't going to give that win back. You can only beat who's in front of you. Um, so credit to New York. Um, uh, to directly answer your question, I don't know. I certainly don't think we can stamp them as a as a dramatically improved defensive team until until we see this consistently. That being said, this is their best two game stretch of the season. We'll see if they can build on it. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I think you make a lot of good points. I, I you can't necessarily crown them, you know, uh, like you said, you know, the bad boy Pistons because of what we've seen from these last two games. What I will say is, I do feel like. What essentially we've seen from this team is they're now just deciding, look, we got to just put the best defensive player on the floor. So uh, Deuce McBride, I know you can't right now hit the side of a barn on your jump shot, which is so weird. Like, he shoots so well in G League. He shoots so well in Summer League. He shot well in college. Like, he's a good shooter, and he can't shoot in the NBA for some reason. But, you know, go out there, harass people, pick up guys full court, and it's making an impact. Um, You get you – get, you, know, you shrink the rotation. You get other guys like IQ – Quentin Grimes, more minutes out there, more minutes gets other teams' uh, best guards, and, and they're able to contain the ball a lot better. I think you're not seeing guys get such easy penetration. And I think that I'm not sure if I can say they've turned a corner, but I do feel like they're, they're likely to play their best defense with these nine guys. Does that mean that will result in wins? I don't know because there are offensive limitations with how Deuce is playing right now. And we'll get to trade rumors later, but who's to say some of these guys are even still on the team in a week right. or two? Uh, one a couple quick notes on McBride because I think, um, you know, if you're looking for difference makers from a defensive perspective, he he's certainly one, um, and he's somebody um, that uh, I've been calling for to get increased playing time since the end of last season. Um, I thought he it was did. a travesty that Tibbs limited his minutes over, especially over the second half of last season when Alex Burke started 22 of the first 23 games after the All Star break. Alex Burke was top 10 minutes played. Um, in the second half of the season, which is just ridiculous in retrospect. <laughs> um, you know, McBride could have been developing, you know, some offensive, you know, uh, some, some, you know, getting a little more comfortable on the offensive end, a little bit yeah. more familiar, um, a little bit more valuable reps. Um, but dating back to last February, uh, Miles Deuce McBride has played more than 15 minutes 10 times. The Knicks are 10 and 0 in those 10 games. Um, wow. I, I was also digging into some numbers. Uh, I, I uh, released a, um, a newsletter this morning. Um, McBride's up to plus 33, plus minus on the season. That's the second best mark on the team um, behind only IQ, uh, meaning the Knicks have outscored their opponents by 33 points in, in the 109 minutes that McBride has been on the floor. Um, Knicks are allowing only 86 points per 100 possessions wow. with him right on the floor of the season, which just is an insane number. To put that in context, 366 players have uh, appeared in at least 10 games this season. McBride is the only player of those 366 uh, with a, with an individual defensive rating below 90. Um, yeah. So you don't you don't want to you don't want to read too much into the individual defensive rating because there's you know it's not a perfect uh, metric, um, but sure. it just gives you kind of a context. The Knicks defend a lot better when he's on the floor than when he is not. Um, and to your point, I think Tibbs is is realized we can get points up. They've been a top ten team offensively when you have Brunson and, and Randall um, and and Grimes knocking down shots and IQ will be able to contribute offensively. Points will be there. Um, but you really need to shore up, you, you know, the, the, the opposite end of the floor. And I think that's what McBride helps do. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and on the offense, I think that it was encouraging because you saw the first game, the Knicks really struggled offensively. Last night, you kind of had subpar game from Jalen Brunson, maybe one of his worst games. Of this yeah, season. definitely. Uh, uh, and and, and, and R didn't have a great game. They still put up 113 points against the Hawks. It, exactly. So, if you can, if if Brunson shoots two or 14 and you can still win, that's a game they would have lost earlier in the season, you know? So that's a great sign. It also speaks to how well Randall and Grimes played. Um, but that's a great sign when when Randall and, and uh, Brunson, uh, I'm sorry, when when uh, RJ Barrett and Brunson, I think were like five for 21 or something combined. And the Knicks yeah. can still win that's a good sign what do we make of this randall performance because it feels like every week and a half or so he reverts back to the 2021 randall that was a second team all nba player and you know i feel like i i'm smart enough not to get hooked in like i like i want to with randall's play when he plays like that but i mean forget about the shot man making the shot was great and when he makes shots like that obviously he has great value but then, like, the way he dominated the glass, which is going to be maybe more important now that Obi Toppin may be out for a little while, and now maybe the Knicks will have to play a little smaller. Like, do we buy any stock into, like, these random performances anymore? Or are they particularly just time – are these just games where you're just like, all right, you put up good numbers, hopefully let's show it to every other team looking for a third option and say, this is what you could – this was what you could have. This is what Randall could bring to the table if you give us decent value. What do we make of these big games Randall has at this point? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, let, let's give him his flowers for last night. 34 points, yeah. 17 rebounds, five assists, zero turnovers, and yeah, six three-pointers. Um, per uh, basketball reference, he's the, uh, just the second player in NBA history with 30, 15, 5, and 5, uh, and zero turnovers in the game. The other play was Bill Beer, believe it or not. I think it was back in like 82 or 83 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, first time in Knicks history, someone's gone 30, 30 15, 5, and 5. Um, terrific game. But to your yeah. point, we've seen these games before. In Detroit on his birthday, I think he had uh, 34, um, 36 points that went over the Pistons. Following yeah. night against the Bucks, 18 points on 24 field goal attempts. He was 6 to 24 from the floor. Um, he's been up and down all season. Um, I don't. I, I'm not willing to to um, to to believe that this is going to be consistent production. Um, that we'll see it from game to game. Um, if anything, it's more frustrating when you see him put effort like that. You know, yeah. when you see him focus on the glass, when you see him hustle back defensively, because then there's games when he doesn't do that, when he doesn't box out, um, when he doesn't follow defensive assignments, when he complains with the ref instead of running back down the floor. Granted, they've been fewer and far between than they were last season when it was. Yeah. In, be uh, you know maddingly consistent um inconsistent yeah. rather uh you know the only thing that was consistent was his complaining inefficient offense etc um <laughs> but he's he, to his credit uses rate has dropped the season he's done a better job of adjusting offensively and letting uh, Jalen Brunson be the facilitator on the offensive end um Randall's turnovers have gone down his effective field goal percentage has gone up um so he's somewhere in between the the all NBA Randall the bubble Randall and the Randall we saw last season and I think that's probably what most of us expected coming into the season right because if you look at his career as a whole you look at the back of his basketball card that 
all NBA season was the outlier. Shooting yeah. over 41% from three-point territory was the outlier. So I think he's kind of settled back into um, uh, a Randall that's, you know, more that, that we can expect from, you know, th that we can expect some type of similar production game in, game out. In my opinion, that increases the chances that the Knicks will be able to trade him and get off his contract, which I think would make sense. Um, but that's certainly something we'll talk about, if not this pod, um, in the days and weeks ahead. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the question, you know, is is if it, if Julius Randle is able to piece together these kind of performances, will the Knicks be smart, in my opinion, inside this is the time to move him? Because I watched last night, and Julius comes out, standing ovation, well-deserved. He had a phenomenal game. Who's the first person greeting him? James Dolan? Like, what was that? James Dolan got out of his seat from the normal, you know, baseline, went up and it looked like he was showing him a, either a picture or trying to get him to sign an autograph. So people said, or I thought he was showing him his phone. I've, I mean, I've never seen, I don't really see many owners do that. Let alone, I've never seen James Dolan do that for any player during a game. And it, he got, he walked over there before the, the timeout was even called. Like the timeout was called after. And then the, like well, he, he went over there as soon as Julius got off the court. Maybe you see Cuban, Mark Cuban, do that from time to time. Right. But you're right. I've never seen Dolan do anything like that. So that was odd. I, that, I, I agree. That was weird. Yeah, I, like, I saw that, and I saw people saw that and say, man, Julius Randle is never, never <laughs> leaving New York if that's how Dolan feels about him. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, you, you know, Leon Rhodes is supposed to have the basketball autonomy, and if I think yeah, I think if he's smart, he would look at this as an opportunity to, to move off Randle. Real quickly before we move off of this game, the Trey Young phenomenon with New York, he's back last night. First of all, the, the Hawks had no juice, which I thought was a little surprising considering they usually get up for these Nick games. They've had a lot of turmoil over the past week. Trey Young not uh, showing up to a game that something he wasn't gonna start going to start in. Like, something funky going on in that locker room. I don't know what it is, but I agree with you. They were they looked yeah. like a dead team yesterday. Yeah, they looked dead. I don't know if they've just – and I know they do have injuries, but I don't know if they've just completely written off of Nate McMillan and just said uh, enough with this guy. But, I mean, Trey Young's wearing the, the blue and orange sneakers, king of Broadway. First of all, King of Broadway is a terrible name. I'm sorry. Oh, like, cool. there there are so many, and, and, you know, I don't know if Adidas came up with that or he came up with that. There are so many great names he could have came up with. Like, so King, that's <laughs> corny, bro. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, I told my girlfriend that she, that, that you know, because I always talk to her about these Trey Young matches because that's the most she's watched Knicks was during their playoffs and so okay. crazy with Trey yeah. Young going off. And I told her what she was he was wearing in the, Trey, in the King of Broadway sneakers. She's like, Oh, like that's the best you could do. Like nobody, nobody in New York really cares that much about Broadway unless you love Broadway shows. Like there's so much something cooler you could have claimed to be the king of New York for. You know, I don't know, king of Rucker or king of something. I don't know. You Broadway yes. seems so far away from anything cool about basketball in New York. So that's a terrible that's game and terrible sneakers. Trey Young. That's a dude that grew up in Oklahoma. No disrespect, you know, play, <laughs> plays in Atlanta. That's either his idea or some, like to, to your point, some ad rep in, you know, for Adidas saying, "Hey, this would be neat if we uh, said he was like, you know, like, but but yeah, like I joke that like Quinn Grimes should be arrested for regicide because he killed the <laughs> king last night. He, he, he took his lunch money. You know, he he basically made him take off his shoes. You know, run that. Um, so yeah, I, I I you know, if you come in like to me like Trey Young wants to be Reggie Miller so bad, where like he's hated, but like you got to have more than one good playoff series to be like a villain exactly. in New York. Like I understand that's what you want to be, but 
he, two games, you know, he's played against the Knicks this season. He's averaging 18 points in those games, shooting 36%, um, you know, 18% from three, I think, some along those lines. Like, you gotta be, you got to be great, and you got to dominate a team before you, you know, I think, I think he loved getting hyped up as like, oh, all of New York is so concerned about me. Like, nah, it's, you know, he's nowhere near on that level of like, uh, of, of, of Nick villain yet. You know, he's got to, again, yeah. the Knicks got to get better and play, you know, they got to develop a rivalry in the right. postseason. Um, but before that, before anything can, along those lines. So yeah, I thought that was embarrassing because if you're going to come in here and wear something like that, you got to, you got to play a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if I've seen a player milk one playoff series more it's than Trey Young has. <laughs> I mean, not, and look, he's, he's a, he's a great player. He had a yes. great series against the Knicks. Yes. No question. They had a great yep. playoff run. Yep. But as you said, I mean, Reggie, that was a three or four year every year rivalry that, that established even think about mj like think about all yes, those playoff series yes, that jordan yes. had and all the great games he had at the garden in the playoffs yeah and and, and, and and reggie miller was and reggie miller was overrated let's not get that twisted just just i i also agree <laughs> while, while we're going on record here um reggie miller had four more misses in big spots game six 93 94 against yeah. you know in at home up three two john starks ate his lunch um game seven i think it was three for 18 ewing 25 21 like it it really bothers me that ewing that reggie miller is seen as mr clutch when ewing isn't um despite the fact that patrick consistently put up big numbers in big spots but that's neither here nor there but since this is an <laughs> orange and blue bloods we are going to set the record straight when we discuss of reggie course. miller and or patrick ewing and the 90s knicks let's let that be clear going forward um that if that if 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 his name gets brought up we're gonna we're gonna correct the record of course, Knicks won those, those, that rivalry with Patriots, by the way. So I can forget that. Like, they talk about how great Reggie was. It's like the Knicks won most of the playoff series. Even some of those series where Reggie made big shots, the Knicks yes. won those yes. series. So, yes. very important to set that record straight.